It is my honor and privilege to bring to you this message of hope. I know these are uncertain and trying times, and that in such a time as this, we all need a word of inspiration and encouragement. I know sometimes you feel like you're standing on shaky ground, but we as believers stand firm on Philippians 4.13 that tells us we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Psalm 34.19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So get your cup of coffee, your Bible, a writing pad, and a pen. And after the message, don't leave. Stay with us so that we may be able to share some information about this podcast and how you may write to us. Good morning. Uh, I'm reading out of Romans chapter 4. You better yet, you know, I'm reading out of Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. Today I'm going to be speaking on a subject of a resilient virtue called endurance. Uh, Look at what it says in Romans 5. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in the tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Let's pray. Father, I give you honor and glory. I thank you for what you are in my life. I thank you for the privilege to deliver this word. Father, anoint my lips and let me deliver it such as you gave it to me. And let it be a blessing to those who receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. In September of uh, 1987, I was on a flight from Los Angeles, California to Lubbock, Texas. And I remember reading a, a newspaper article about a flight from Portland, Maine to, to Boston. Uh, according to this story, the, the pilot hears a, a strange noise at the rear of the airplane. So he goes to the back to check what that noise is. He turns the controls over to the co-pilot and he goes out to investigate. When he reaches the tail section, the plane hits an air pocket and the pilot is tossed against the rear door and he quickly discovers the source of that mysterious noise. The rear door had not been properly latched and upon takeoff and it, and it fell open and, and the pilot would instantly sucked out of the jet. The co-pilot seeing the red light on the control panel that indicated an open door radioed the nearest airport requesting permission to make an emergency landing. And he reported that the pilot had been sucked out of the plane and, or had fallen out of the plane and requested that a helicopter be dispatched to search the area for the pilot. Now, after the plane landed, the, crew, the ground crew found the pilot holding on to the outdoor ladder of the aircraft. Somehow, he caught the ladder as he was falling and managed to hold on for 10 minutes as the plane flew 200 miles an hour at an altitude of 4,000 4, feet. What is more, 
As the plane made its approach and landed, the pilot had kept his head from hitting the runway a mere 12 inches away. And according to the news reports, it took several airport personnel to more than about more than a few minutes to pry his fingers from the ladder. Uh, he was so fearful that that he he froze and his hands just glued to that ladder. And I think to myself, that's a picture of endurance. And you might ask yourself, what is endurance? The ability to hang on when it would have been easier to let go. If, if you were to ask me what is endurance, that's my definition. The ability to hang on when it would have been easier to let go. Endurance is the key that keeps us from giving up and letting go. Endurance will, will, will keep you going in, even in adversity, through adversity, through the, through, through the problems, and, and it, it, it will not let you quit. Uh, endurance is that key. Endurance is the power of going on in spite of difficulties. And, uh, you know, it, it can be described or uh, sometimes, yeah, described through popular colloquialism such as keep on, keeping on, hang in there, put up with it, don't quit. And in the case of this pilot, it probably meant hold on for dear life. The, the synonyms to endurance are determination, perseverance, tenacity, plotting, stamina, and backbone. When endurance is used in the Bible, church, it means to abide under. Anytime you, you want to find out endurance in, in the Bible, it, it, it'll, it will mean to abide under or to bear up courageously. It even means to tarry or wait. The, the Bible considers endurance a priority. Paul expressed this importance in character development. And, and, and you, we're going to see this right now. I want you to just go back to the scripture I just got through reading. Romans chapter 5. And we're going to read from verse 3 to verse 5. And look at what it says. It says, not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character. And proven character produces hope. This hope does not disappoint. When God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. The, the writer of Hebrews also knew that perseverance was mandatory in the pursuit of character. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 36. It says, For you need endurance, so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what was promised. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you at this moment, I want you to, Get your pen, your pads and your pens handy. Uh, the following practical secrets that will enable you to develop perseverance and endurance in your life, okay? So the first one is to develop endurance and, and perseverance in your life, you need to accept that there are things that you cannot change. You got that? You need to accept that there are things that you cannot change. Accept those things in life that you cannot change. Let, let's face it, some events and circumstances are inevitable. They have nothing to do with you. Some of the things that are going on have nothing to do with you. And, and, and if you try to change them, you're going to fail because that's not what they're there for. Sometimes life is not fair. 
Sometimes injustices creep into every, everyone's arena. Sometimes in one way or another, we fall out of unlocked plane door, just like the pilot. But when you do fall out of an unlocked plane door in your life, and I'm speaking metaphorically, when you do feel like you've, you've fallen out of an open door, do what the pilot did. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Don't walk around with your head hanging down. Pick up your head. It helps to remember that God is in charge of our lives. And if he's in charge, then he's already mapped out the way. Uh, that's what I love about God. You, you can praise God for his glory. You can praise him for his power. But I praise God because he is the architect. He is the, the writer of the script. He is the master of the plan. And I love that because it doesn't matter what I'm going through. I know that I'm going to come out, come out of it. That even the devil has to ask God permission before he can do anything to me. And if, if people do things to hurt me, God will take those things and turn them around for a blessing. Because his desire is for us to grow in the likeness of his son. So whatever enters our life, unfavorable circumstances, church, tragic events, or even irritating people, yes, irritating people, it's for the development of our character. Now, be it good, bad, or indifferent, our response to life's irritants form our character. How you respond to what you're going through is going to form your character. And that's what comes out. Character is what comes out. Character is what people see when you react to a problem or, or, or you uh, allow it to get you down. Look at what, what James chapter 1, <clears throat> verse 2 through 4 says. It says, when all kinds of trials crowd into your life, my brothers, don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. In other words, when these problems come your way, don't resent them, but welcome them. Hey, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go through a trial. I know that you're going to bring me out of this one. You brought me out of the other one. Look at what it says. Realize that they have come to test your endurance. But let the process go on until that endurance is fully developed and you will find you have become men and women of mature character. Isn't that awesome? So these problems, these trials, these things that you're going through, people that, that irritate you are all part of, of the process to develop your character. I heard, I heard a preacher say one time that, that God uses the, the very people that you worship God with, the, the, the very people in church who you worship God with, God uses those very same people as tools to work on you. And you're over here asking God to, to change them, and God says, I'm using them to change you. So if you want to develop perseverance and endurance, then you need to understand, church, that you have to accept the unchangeable. There are things that you're never going to change. Look at number two. If you want to develop endurance and perseverance, you need to adjust to the obstacles. When obstacles get in your way, some obstacles you're going to climb over, some obstacles you're going to run through, some obstacles you're going to leap over, but some obstacles, church, you're going to have to make adjustments and go around, go the other way. 
you know, I, there's, there's a story about this young naval captain who was commanding his first battleship. He was a rookie, and this was the, his first battleship. And as it pierced through the ocean one night, a light, he could see a light from far away shining in their direction, and, and he couldn't really identify the light. So he gets on the radio and he says, he, he tells the, the, that light, alter your course 10 degrees. And the reply came back over the radio, no, you alter your course 10 degrees. And the captain angrily sends, some, sends another message and he says, alter your course. I am a destroyer. And the reply came, came quickly, alter your course. I am a lighthouse. Sometimes we have to adjust our way to fit the realities of life. We don't like it. It makes us uncomfortable. But sometimes we have to. You have to make adjustments because you're not going to solve every problem. You're not going to overcome every, every trial. You're not, you're not going to defeat every foe. Sometimes some foes you're going to have to avoid. Some foes you're going to have to avoid. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Solomon wrote a sensible person. He wrote this in Proverbs 22. Verse 3, a, a sensible person sees danger and he takes cover. But the inexperienced keep going and are punished. You know, somebody who knows the road or has experience on the road knows what precautions to take. Yeah, a, a few years back, my wife and I were coming back to, to where we live from, from Kingsville, Texas. And I, and I remember that uh, we were on the road and we were sideswiped. This driver... Uh, he was inebriated and he sideswiped us with his car and I tried to swerve out of the way and the, the suburban that I was driving or the expedition I was driving started to fishtail and, and all of a sudden it felt like it was going to flip over. But my experience told me that when your vehicle starts to skid, you're supposed to turn in the direction of the skid. I did the maneuvering, I did the navigation, my wife did the praying, she was, Lord Jesus, help us! But I was focused on, on the road, we had, had too many incidents on the road to where you, you learn not to panic. And pretty soon we got the, I got the, the expedition under control and my wife was, was like, wow, your truck driving skills, that's what she said, your truck driving skills saved us. But it's experience, because it, if you see danger and, and you're not moved by that, and you don't take cover, then, then you're a fool. But a sensible person sees danger, and you have to learn to be sensible. Because some circumstances are unavoidable. Disappointments are going to be certain, and obstacle, obstacles are going to be sure. Losses will occur. Losses will always occur. And the, and the person with perseverance acknowledges the roadblocks and makes adjustments. Are you allowing intrusions to distort and disfigure your life? Are there circumstances or people in your life that you have been trying to change? Why don't you transform these obstacles into growth blocks by learning to adjust? When we adjust to the detours of life, God reveals some of His marvelous handiwork off the beaten path. Don't think of adjustment as failure. Think of it as an education. Hang on and see what God has in store for you, and what's around the next bend on the road. You know, sometimes because you, you're taking off of, your, off, of, off of the path that you're going, 
doesn't mean that, that, that you're not going to get there. It just means that God has other plans. And you need to understand that when it comes to God, what you were told sometimes doesn't always happen because God has got to educate you. And you know, somebody say, We're gonna, I'm going to come out of this a better person. Of course you are. If you learn to adjust to the obstacles. Uh, another one, number three is, you need to abide with patience. You need to abide in Christ. And you need to abide with Christ. Those three things. Abide with patience. Abide in Christ. Abide with Christ. People say, I am abiding in Christ. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done. Sometimes you, you have to abide in Christ, but sometimes you have to abide with him. Someone once said, you can do anything if you have patience. You can carry water in a sieve if you wait till it freezes. Unfortunately, most of us aren't that patient. When we, when we need it, we usually pray, Lord, give me the patience and give it to me right now. And what we don't understand, church, is that patience isn't given, patience is taught. God doesn't have a big box full of patience and He's just tossing down at people. Be careful when you ask God for patience. God, give me patience with my neighbor. Your neighbor is going to get worse because God is going to teach you patience by using your neighbor as a tool to work on your last nerve. But one can't learn patience by listening. Look at this. You can't learn... To, uh, about patience by listening to a sermon unless that sermon is long. Let me say that again. You're not going to learn patience by listening to a sermon unless that sermon is long. I know you don't like that, but you're not going to learn. You're not going to learn patience by listening to a sermon unless that sermon is so long that that you have to practice it while you listen. You, you, can, you can't learn patience by reading a book unless that book is so boring that you have to muster up the courage and the patience to finish that book. Otherwise, you're going to close that book and you're never going to open it again. But if you have the patience and you, to get to the end of the book, you might find out what it's about. The only way to learn patience is by facing this hurly-burly world, taking life as it comes. It's holding on, gritting your teeth, clenching your jaw, riding out the storm. You know, in the Greek language, the term for patience is often translated long-suffering. Now, that's a compound word. The, the first part means long or far, and the second part means hot, anger, or wrath. Putting it together, we literally are saying long anger. When you, talk, when you say long-suffering, you're saying long anger. We have an ex English expression that we use a lot. It's short-tempered. We would not miss the meaning, meaning very far if we called patience long-tempered. Patience is that ability that keeps us from blowing up when the events don't go our way or losing our cool when others upset us. Believers are exhorted to display patience. James wrote in Chapter 5 of James, verse 7 through 8, he wrote, Therefore, brothers, be patient until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth and is patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, 
because the Lord's coming is near. That's, that's the key right there, strengthening your heart. If a farmer got frustrated because the seed wasn't, wasn't sprouting, then he'd stop being a farmer. But you have to understand that it takes time. Some things take time. We, even though we want it right now, some things take time. Your son getting saved, it's going to take time. But God, it may take time, but God's going to do it. That promotion you're looking for at work, it's going to take time. But it doesn't mean you're not going to. If God said it, you've got to believe it because God does not lie. He is not a man that would lie or the son of a man that he would repent. If he said it, shall he not do it? James shows how the farmer demonstrates patience. A farmer cannot make it rain or give road. He must rely on God to act in the most wise and merciful way. The secret of patience is abiding. We must learn to rest and endure under the load of pain and suffering. We abide under the load of pain and suffering by abiding with God who is faithful. Say it with me. God is faithful. See, that, that's one thing about faithfulness. God, God is faithful. He, he, it's not, that, it's, it's not that, that God works at being faithful. faithful faithfulness is his name. And his faithfulness endures forever. We must not learn to abide in Christ, but also abide with Christ. Under the struggles and, and the pressure of life. I, I said it before. It's not just about abiding in Christ. You have to abide with him. Let's look at number four. Number four, we have to acknowledge his presence. We have to acknowledge and affirm his presence. You, in other words, you ha you have to believe and, and 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 acknowledge that God is there. And as we progress, if we if we if we progress toward a life that that resembles Jesus Christ, we must always remember that God is with us. As you've traveled this journey uh, called life in Christ, you need to know that you're not walking alone. God is with you. You don't always see Him and you don't always hear Him. But he's there. He's work. Sometimes he's just working behind the scenes. Sometimes he goes before you, making the way plain, strengthening the crooked, knocking down the mountains, breaking down the brazen walls. Sometimes God is like a teacher instructing us with the construction. Sometimes God is a fellow worker challenging us to, to excellence. Sometimes God is a spectator encouraging you to keep on keeping on. Whatever the situation you find yourself in, God is always with you. You didn't go through it alone. That, that problem you had in your marriage, when you, God was there. When you were sick in the hospital, God was there. When people abandoned you, God stayed there with you. When the enemy came against you, Lord, the Lord raised a standard against him. And, and that's why you were able to win, because God was with you. You know, I, I want you to understand that, that, that no matter what you are, what situation you are in, God is with you. Uh, I remember one time uh, as I was training in the gym. The gym wasn't, wasn't air conditioned and, and we, we would run forever. It, it seemed my legs would throb, my side hurt with a splitting pain, and my chest pounded like it was about to pop out. And I, I, and I wanted to quit. But then something wonderful happened. My body would provide a miraculous, gracious replenishing and energy known as the second wind. And as we run toward a distinctive life of character, we will experience a similar feeling getting together 
getting started possessing no problems because we've learned how to endure. See, I don't know if any of you have ever jogged or, or, or ran, but if on, the, on, the first, on your first uh, jog, you, you, you get tired right away, you can't breathe, and, and as you do it, the more you do it, the more you do it, the long, longer and further you can go, and the, and, and the more you can, you can last because you have develop, developed endurance, and you develop that thing called a second wind. We get bogged down as the race continues. A time comes when our personal resources are exhausted, yet we, as we endure, God seems to give us a spiritual second wind. Isaiah describes this miracle as, do, do you not know, have you not heard, that God is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth? He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit into his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Youth may faint and grow weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's in Isaiah chapter 30, 40, uh, verse 28 to 31. The secret is found in affirming God's presence. Acknowledging that God is with you. If you were alone, you would have to worry, but because you know that God is with you, there's nothing to fear. Because uh, I, I love uh, Psalm 23 when it says, Though I walk through the valley of shadow and death, I, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. The world says, give up. Drop out. Run away. You're not going to do it. You're not going to make it. But trust me. God says, just trust me. Lean on me. Fall into my arms. That's what God is saying. While the world is telling you you're not going to make it, God says, my arms are open. I'm here to catch you. You're not going to even touch the ground. God is with you to support you and sustain you, to give you hope, courage, and strength to continue. He has promised, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. That's in Exodus chapter 33. Look at this. When Jesus chose the twelve, he chose men that were uh, without education. It, it took a lot of patience to look beyond people's fault and to have faith that they will reach their potential. Now, if you're a pastor, you know what I'm talking about. Because you have different kinds of people in your church. You have people that are, that are intelligent and smart. They have book smarts, but they don't have street smarts. And you have people that have street smarts, but not book smarts. You have those that, that procrastinate, and you have those that get on it, and they do it right away. You have those that drag their feet, and you have those that move. You have turtles, and you have snails. But you have to understand that as you patiently wait for God to do that, God is training you, teaching you to wait. Remember, God doesn't call the equipped. He, he equips the called. Let me say that again. God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. He does not people that bring people in that already know. He teaches people so that they will know. And he'll always be there to love and to guide you to great things. Isn't this awesome? Are you close to quitting? Please don't. Are you tired of trying to live for Christ? Hang in there. Don't let go. God is with you. And he will not leave you. He says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you till the ends of the earth.
to learn that it's not by power, nor by your might, but through the Spirit of the Lord. You need to understand that because this endurance is a resilient virtue. It will keep you going when you shouldn't be going. Do you feel like giving up on the Christian life? Roll up your sleeves and, and, and get back in there. You can't resist temptation? Accept God's forgiveness and keep on living rightly. Do you feel that sorrow and disappointment greet you every morning? Hold on. Help is just around the corner. Endurance prevails. Look at what, what James chapter 1 and verse 12 says. Blessed is a man who endures trials because when he passes his test, he will receive the crown of life that he was promised to those to, who love him. Let me read that again. Blessed is a man who endures trials because when he passes the test, he will receive the crown of life that he has promised to those who love him. Remember, you're not a failure until you give up. You're not a flop until you let go. Oh, 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 what do you want me to do, Pastor? What, what if I fail? Well, what if you succeed? What if I go up to the plate and I strike out? What if you hit a home run? You'll never know until you do it. So don't quit. Never give up. Keep going. Hold on. God's rewards await you in the distant future, not at the beginning. And we don't know how many steps it will take to reach the prize. But there's no breaks or timeouts. They don't exist. We must work every day of our life. And, and it's been said, life is like reading a book. It begins to make sense when we get closer to the end. Endurance maintains the stamina needed to see the end and embrace the prize. When you get there, you're going to... I love that song uh, that we used to sing back in the 70s. By and by, when the morning comes. I love that. Because it says we will understand it by and by. So, so, the, so we'll be there to fight another round and, and, and rise another time. And above all, like this pilot, you're not going to let go. You're going to hold on, hold on for dear life. Because if you hold on, you will see what's at the end of the story. I'm so glad you tuned in this week. And I... I, I want to apologize I, for not having a podcast last week, but I, we're here this week, and I want you to enjoy this, and I want you to share it with your friends. Tell them, look, you got to listen to this. If you know a friend who's, who's uh, discouraged or is about to give up, let him hear this. Let's pray right now. Father, I pray for strength to my listener. I pray for strength for their friends, Father. Anybody who's discouraged, Father, I, I pray that you will bring an encouraging word to them, Father. I ask that you will cause faith to rise up in them, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will stand them up, Father, and that they will be revitalized. Father, let them feel that second wind, and Father, that they may continue with their journey. We lift them up to you, and we thank you, Father, because you will never leave us. You are always with us. Once again, we want to say goodbye to you, but also remind you, if you are listening to this podcast, I want you to, to write to us. You can write to us at Wordman, straight up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's Wordman 9356, Wordman 9356 at gmail.com. And I want to send a big hello to Anna Marie Vasquez in San Antonio. 
I saw the email where you wrote me and told me that you're listening to this and you've been hearing the podcast. Well, here's another one. Enjoy it. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Also, if you want to become a partner with us and you want to support this ministry and you want to send it off, every little bit helps. It doesn't have to be $1,000 or $100. Anything that you help sense helps and I, I believe that God will bless you. You There's two ways you can do it. You can send it via the cash app. If you don't have the cash app, go to your uh, Google Play Store on your phone or go to the uh, the app store on your iPhone and just look up cash app. C-A-S-H-A-P-P. Cash app. And when once you download it, you can uh, look for my username. My username is dollar sign Gino LAN 56 and it'll give you the instructions on, on how to send the money. If, if you don't want to uh, do all that, then you can just mail your uh, your check or money order to Gino Landin 28289 Bass, like the fish, Bass Boulevard, Harlingen, Texas. Until next time, I want to say thank you. God bless you and we'll see you.